At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Everybody and welcome in. It is a Saturday afternoon edition of VEASAN Bet Center just in time for the Elite Eight. We've got that tipping off in less than 10 minutes as we welcome you to our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Hanging out with the guy to my left, Jeff Parles. He's ready to go. You've got some bets in. It's good to see you again, Ben. Good to see you too. Good to see you. We get to do this all again next week. Only have a few college hoops games there left. There are only a few. I know yes. Greg Peterson is all in on Portland and S- Southern Utah, which is we are the other game going on right now. <laughs> we are which, not. Uh, we are not. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You, you got to check out uh, the GPE after we're done here tonight. But, Ben, this tournament, I just want to say this out of the gate. This tournament always breeds insane stories. What happened last night in Philadelphia with a 15 seed that we talked about, we were on the air last Saturday when Murray State fell victim to the Peacocks of St. Peter's. The fact that we have a 15 seed in the Elite Eight, the fact that we have St. Peter's potential, again, in order to be the first 15 seed to make a Final Four, they have to beat the one of the ultimate powers there is in college basketball in North Carolina. Oh, and by the way, game later tonight, Coach K could and, and Duke could beat Arkansas that would potentially wind it up where UNC could play Duke in the Final Four. We thought we couldn't beat last year's tournament with the insanity. We are pretty darn close to beating it if we have not already beat the insanity of last year so far in this tournament. And we now turn that into the betting implications. Yes. Because while most of our, I would assume most of our brackets are I dead, have no team le- teams left. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Unless you have, I mean, look, Villanova, Kansas, Duke of the top three seeds yeah. in each region. Those are the only teams still left at this point. The beauty of this, though, Jeff, because we're here for the next four hours, and we will be going through the the two Elite Eight games still to go tonight. Also talking about the two Elite Elite Eight games on the docket for tomorrow. The beauty of it is when you're betting, Jeff, I mean, it's like the equivalent of a fresh bracket. You're, you know, you're you're 0 for 0. So we have a chance to get in on the action here. And as we only have about seven, eight minutes till tip in our first game of the night, Houston, Villanova, 2-5 game in that top right corner of your bracket. Jeff, as we look right now at the odds, as we get closer and closer to tip, a lot of money on Houston. It's basically been a one-way train here. Houston opening minus one and a half as the five seed, but all of the power ratings projecting Houston as the better team slightly in this game. Seeing them right now, Jeff, as high as three, and it's three pretty much market-wide now. Only one shop, that would be BetMGM still out there with a two and a half point line. Our total has also seen one-way traffic to the under from 128 down as low as 126 and a half. Still, as you see on your screen at DraftKings, 127 
Do you have a pregame play here, sir? Yeah, look, and I, and I will say this. I got it wrong with Houston. I was very wrong on them. I thought that the Torvics, the Ken Palms, the analytics guys had this team totally wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. And this run by Kelvin Sampson's squad is significantly more impressive than what they did last year, where this go-around, look, UAB was a pretty popular upset pick. That game was never competitive. Falling round. Yeah, I know the Melendez Tech kind of ended things, but guess what? Houston was clearly the better team all day against Illinois. And then two nights ago, Arizona, that was as bad as Arizona's looked all year. And now it had to do more with Houston, more than anything. And just how good they played defensively. How Kelvin Sampson, who again, Kelvin Sampson's a Hall of Fame quality coach. He won't get there because of what happened with the NCAA violations in Indiana. But Kelvin Sampson, to me, is the second best coach left in this tournament. And the only reason I'm on Villanova here today is because they have the best coach left in this tournament in Jay Wright. Now, look, uh, the, the biggest concern that I have is Gillespie tweaked his knee at the end of that win against Michigan. If Gillespie's not 100%, it's going to be very difficult for Villanova to realistically score in this game. But if Gillespie's ready for the moment, that knee isn't bulky. I like Villanova. I'm, I took three. I took a small piece of money line plus 150 over at South Point, uh, which is the best number in the market out here in Vegas. But I, I like Villanova. I think they get it done, and I think Jay Wright, in what would have to be considered his best coaching job by a pretty significant margin here, Ben, getting this team that I don't think is anywhere near the talent of that three-year run where it was championship, thank you, Wisconsin, championship. Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, th- this team's nowhere near that level, and they're on the doorstep of being in the Final Four yet again. Colin Gillespie is, again, you you are on the Villanova side. This will not be a pregame play for me. Yeah. Based on my my angle here, Jeff, looking at the in-game on a potential underspot. If we get both of these teams coming out, we expect both to play at a very slow tempo. Each team bottom 20 in the Ken Palm adjusted tempo metrics this season. Both tremendous on offense, both tremendous on defense. What sets them apart is their ability to slow down tempo and play to their desired game. So of all the games still left, Jeff, of the four elite eight games, this to me is the most fascinating from a pure matchup basis where you have two teams who have, as you point out, two tremendous coaches, both veteran squads, both teams who do the little things, the fundamentals, right? Villanova, your number one free throw shooting team in the country. They're going to try to do basically the same thing. I, I don't have a good read on who is going to win that battle because of how similar they are, but that is my thought. Let's see if we come out of the gates and we get a very – just a weirdo teams just out of the gate firing from all cylinders, making a bunch of shots potential for an, an inflated under possibility. here. Early. One, one more point that I want to make up and we, because we bring, we bring up coaching a lot. The only game of the last round where the coach that I thought was definitely the better coach going into the game that lost was UCLA losing to UNC every other game. Yeah. I know we, we, we rag on coach K at this point, but I think coach K actually did a really good job in that Texas Tech game. Yes, I know his players executed and made their last seven shots. I understand that. But I think Coach K did has actually done a little more coaching these last two games than he probably has in the previous five years at this point, Ben. And then the other games, Holloway again, third, third straight game where he totally annihilated his opposing coach. And then these two guys. Wright was better than Howard, even though I thought Michigan actually played pretty well. And Samson embarrassed Tommy Lloyd on Thursday night. So, again, it's a little bit harder when you get a game like this where these two guys – Neither one of them is probably – it's going to be hard to see someone really out-coaching someone, but whichever coach has the better day, it could tilt the scales. And, I, again, I think Jay Wright, at this point, there is no one in the country I want 
more than Jay Wright yeah. coaching my team in a big game. We flash the updated most outstanding player odds for this tournament. Pretty amazing now. Kyler Edwards, along with the fact Houston is your tournament favorites mm-hmm. at this point. Kyler Edwards, 7-1 to one at DraftKings. He is now your favorite. He is, of the Houston players, at least on the player props for tonight, 14.5 points, slight juice to the over at DraftKings. He is your high watermark on the Houston side, Jeff. You mentioned Colin Gillespie. Some concerns there with the bulky ankle, 14.5, but heavy juice, minus 140 to the under. Interested in either of those players or any other player that stands out to you from a points prop specifically in this game tonight? Uh, no, Nothing on there. Uh, just eyeballing this real quick, Bancaro's the bet. I think he has to be. Uh, I know Duke isn't the tournament favorite right now, but to me, it's coming down. As, let's say let's say UNC handles their business against St. Peter's, which is a ginormous if at this point because of the way St. Peter's has played. I, if it's regardless, actually, it doesn't even matter. As long as Duke wins, I think Duke's winning it all at this point. Even though, again, if it's Duke, Carolina, Carolina beat them the last time and the UNC matches up pretty darn well with with, with the Blue Devils. But based off that board, if you can get back Carroll, was that eight to one on, on on Paolo? I would take Paolo right now, at eight bad. to one. I think so it's pretty we good. We're we're redoing the bracket right now. We're just obviously elite eight about to tip off here in a few minutes. Your pick to win it all is Duke. Pains me, but yes, yes, Duke Duke right now would be if if you're making me pick right now and I don't have anything right now and I have to bet also too. You're still getting plus four fifty at, at at the peak. There is it's mostly four to one, but if you shop around, yeah. you can get one plus four fifty in the next thirty five seconds before this game tips uh, with Villanova and Houston. I, I would say if you're right now, Duke over Carolina in one semifinal, Villanova over Kansas in the other semi, and then Duke beats Villanova in the title game. That would be the way I do it right now. My head is in such a state of pretzel. That I I can't hey, even, look. I, I mean, the what, chance, that St. Peter's is a game away from the Final Four. Look, look, look the, the only <laughs> of these of these four matchups, I'm going to point the. Hey, this is how ridiculous this kind of is. I think Arkansas beating Duke would be the most surprising of the four underdogs winning outright in the in the, in the Elite Eight. Now, could we be drinking the uh, the St. Peter's Kool Aid right now? Sure, but they haven't been phased by anything in St. Peter's. If you beat Kentucky, you are capable of beating anyone. Because Kentucky, to me, is still, even though they're long gone now, the most talented team in the entire country. And St. Peter's beat them in an overtime game. They can beat yeah. anyone. You beat Kentucky, <laughs> you can beat anyone in the field. Well, and we thought the whole Kool-Aid was getting a little out of hand with all the talk leading up to this week where all the public money was on St. Peter's. I ended up that, betting St. Peter's, that, too. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was hard not to, not to love it. And that's now just so we, you know, for posterity's sake, the three teams that have now all made the Sweet 16, they've all covered. Remember, Florida Gulf Coast was within four at the half against Florida. They did, lost did, that game did, by did, double digits, but they covered a 14-point Oh, I didn't write I had forgotten that Dunk City covered. Or Robert yeah. should have won last or week. Or Robert, you last could argue, should have, should have won losing by two. And then what we just saw uh, last night with St. Peter's. That was ba- When I was on uh, My Guys in the Desert earlier this week, that was basically my point. It's like, all right. Everybody wanting to say that, this, that the 15 seeds who have made it this far can't possibly have anything left in the tank. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't really know what they're talking about because usually... Usually, the just on principle fade spot is that second round. Correct. The teams that, but the, we've seen now, Jeff, the teams who actually get through there, like they're legit. And St. Peter's is going to finish the year a top 25 defensive team in the country. Yeah, look, look, Florida Gulf, again, it's funny because they were the least competitive of the 315 teams. Yeah. Florida Gulf Coast is the best. Florida tough. Florida Gulf Coast, to me, was the most talented of those three teams going into the tournament. I know Greg Peterson had the, the, the greatest oh. call in the history to network last year with Oral <laughs> Roberts outright over Ohio State, but. I, look, I, what's this is pretty amazing? What St. Peter's has done, there, there there are no words at this point on what the Peacocks have done. And look, I, why not? Why not at this point? Even though it is, I, and the mall made this uh, point pretty well in the in the previous show. It is kind of hard to see North Carolina being the same favorite that Murray State was against right. St. Peter's. That doesn't feel right to me. So well, I know we'll get to that game as we go along. We as we're will. about to tip in San Antonio. We are about to tip in San Antonio. So. Your final numbers on all of this going to be basically market-wide. Houston minus three, 127 your total. Your first half, Jeff, which I'll get into right now. Actually, let me just lay out your, your first to 10. Houston, uh, slight favorite there. About minus 118, 120, depending on where you look. Villanova, 62 and a half team total. Houston, I'm seeing 64 and a half on the team total. Those could have shifted very slightly here in the run-up to tip. Your first half line going to see a total of 58 and Houston minus one and a half at most numbers. So with that, Jeff, we're underway and we're just getting started here on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We are underway in San Antonio, and we're here in downtown Las Vegas, tracking all of the NCAA tournament action for today here on VSN Bet Center. Just two Elite Eight games. Back with Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson with you, our producer Dan Miller behind the glass, and we are underway. Jeff Parles riding with Villanova. I've got nothing in pocket pregame. We might be getting in-game yeah. at some point, Jeff. Fast pace, actually, to start with the tempo here. 5-2 Villanova, about three and a half minutes into the game as a three is off the mark from Houston. And early on, Jeff, both of these teams, this is the thing I was looking for, to see if maybe out of the gates we get both teams pushing. Now, the efficiency hasn't really been there. We're a combined three of ten from the field for both teams. But Villanova settling in early. Your first made field goal prop, three-pointer. That cashes almost two to one. So there are bets that have already cashed in this game. And uh, Nova's looking pretty uh, comfortable early again. It's only four minutes in. They've had a lot of good looks in, inside at the basket, up 5-2. Yeah, this is, a, this is a game that feels like you may want to try to middle if you have the opportunity here. And I think I will if I have the opportunity here if Houston gets down enough to try to middle this thing. Because uh, I, I don't think Houston can get, at least from my perspective, because I'm on Villanova preflop, I don't anticipate seeing a thing where Villanova blows Houston out. Uh, again, I don't see the other way where I don't see Houston blowing Villanova out. By the way, Nova going to the line uh, right now. Villanova still slightly an underdog at DK. Uh, minus 105 on a money line, a plus one and a half. Total already down to 122 yeah. uh, from the uh, already low 127 and a half. 
But look, so far, kind of the early jitters that you would expect in an Elite Eight game, especially for a Houston team. Especially, it's it's weird, Ben, because you have these two teams, even though Houston's group is a little bit different from last year. Of course, Quentin Grimes is the best player on that team. And this is a little bit different, though, for Houston, because last year, and part of the reason that I didn't love Houston as much as I think others did going into this tournament, that final four run last year was kind of a joke, even though they got there. They went... 15, 10, 11, 12. Okay, how, how dare you besmirch my so, Houston Final Four ticket? You that won. That's all that matters. And look, I and, got very lucky. And, and you know what? I'm <laughs> sure there are plenty of programs that would be very happy with beating a 15, yeah. a 10, an 11, and a 12 to make a Final Four, aka our alma mater who's never been to a Final Four before. Sure. So look, I, I, again, it may be a little bit unfair of me, but Houston, Houston again, we already saw a play, a, a tremendous play earlier by Carlin who looked like Samuels had a wide open three and Carl had closed and blocked the shot in just incredible fashion. They're so long. They play great defense. They're well coached. I, if you see an opportunity where, again, for me, if I see an opportunity where I can get, honestly, at any point, four or five with Houston, I'll probably hop in and try to middle. Do uh, not blame I, you on that. Well, what are we at? We're, we're still used to minus one right now. Uh, I am seeing... At Circa, they have made Villanova a one-and-a-half point even-money favorite. Huh. Everywhere, everywhere else, it is Houston minus one or one-and-a-half. So you could, if you really wanted to, if you want to pick this game lands go, one, you, go could, middle middle right it, you now. could middle it multiple books as we speak. There's a one-and-a-half at MGM and William Hill and Westgate, uh, and you see at uh, DraftKings, it's it's more just uh, right on the pick'em, whereas Circa, it is one-and-a-half. So there, if you really want to get involved with that right now, you can. That, that's the one prop I did not make. The one I was leaning towards the most, Jeff, ultimately didn't fire on it, was the largest lead by either team under 12 and a half points. Based on how these two teams profile, and we touched on it as we opened the show, bottom 20 in tempo, each of them so similarly profiled and matched. Good coaching, good fundamentals, good free throw shooting team, especially on the Villanova side, number one in the country. I just didn't see a world in which this thing was going to be a runaway by either team. Ultimately didn't play that, but if you took the under 12 and a half, feel pretty good about yourself uh, right now. I, I would think. Yeah, I look, I don't seeing anyone get up 15 or so in this game would be a surprise, which means Villanova is probably going to be up 15 with the body under eight timeout to make us look foolish. Oh, it would that's, be fine. that's what we're here to what do. It would be fine. would look be fine foolish. with me with my other bet. You were, you were making the point though on Houston from last year. And mm-hmm. we, because all, all the, the, the things we do now, especially at this part, part of the tournament, Jeff, it's a you know, handicapping betting the few games that are still left, but B it's always kind of doing that post-mortem, like, how did we get certain things and teams so wrong? And what like what can we take going forward? Because to me, coming in, Houston sort of reminded me of the, we'll see how what you agree with this comp, Jeff, the 2005-2006 the Wisconsin Badgers teams, where they had an incredibly charmed run to the Elite Eight in 2005. They did not play a single-digit single, uh, single digit seed. They were, I believe, a three seed. They, they went... Uh, they went 14, 11, 10. Okay. That was the... Is that uh, Alondo Tucker? Yes. He okay. was a junior. And I believe it was NC State they beat in the Sweet 16, who was a pretty weak uh, 10 that year. They got blasted by North Carolina in the Elite Eight with the Sean May-led eventual national champions. Mm-hmm. Next year, basically profiled similarly, were a number two seed, won the Big Ten, went to Chicago, nearly lost to the 15 seed the first round, got blasted by UNLV, UNLV in the second round. That's kind of what I felt Houston would be like this year. That's why I did not have them getting out of the first weekend. Right. I, with you, Jeff, had UAB over them in the first round. Uh, first off, what do you think of that 
of that comp is somebody who is a little little, little different. Uh, okay. Wisconsin, Wisconsin was a six, beat eleven Northern Iowa, then beat fourteen seed the Bucknell, who of course famously beat Kansas. That's right. Excuse in that first round, eleven and then they beat, fourteen ten. Then they, yeah, and then uh, North Carolina actually only won that game by six. I would imagine Wisconsin probably covered that game actually uh, back in so. back in 05, The eventual, like you said, Sean May champs. Yeah, look I, again. I, I, it, it the injuries to me. If Sasser was here. This is a totally different team than a handicap. I probably, I definitely wouldn't have taken Arizona to win the title if they had Sasser. There's no way, or even Mark for that matter. If they had either of those guys, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have put Arizona through to win the title because I would have thought, oh, Houston can absolutely beat those guys with one of those two guys there. I didn't think Houston had enough horses to beat Arizona, and boy, were we wrong because that game was never in right. doubt on the Cougar side. But so far, though, Ben Villanova again, Jay Wright. Having his team ready to play, really good offensive strategy so far. Playing a little bit quicker, quicker shots. Not running it all the way down so you get buried into a bad shot, like you see a lot of teams do against Houston and Villanova's defense. I would imagine if they hold Houston down here, they'll finally actually crack the championship formula that our guy Gil Alexander has because they're knocking on the door defensively. But this is this has been a very if you're a Villanova backer right now or a Villanova fan, you are very pleased with how this has started here with a 9-2. And naturally, as I say, that Villanova's got to take a 35-footer that Slater <laughs> with, almost banked in. With, with two on the shot clock, yes. Yeah, so look, again, other than that possession, a pretty darn good start for the Wildcats. All you could really ask for, because Houston only has two points in six minutes. Pretty darn good st- yes, uh, start. I, I would say my strategy of a potential in-game under doesn't work when one team does not score <laughs> for four minutes, even in a more up-tempo game. But the whole point of this conversation is we try to identify, like, like what did uh, Houston what did we not see in Houston that we should have that we can apply uh, to, to future teams? And really, I think the basis of, that we found, Jeff, is even if there are injuries on a particular team, if the infrastructure is there, and obviously the analytics are always going to dictate some of this stuff, Jeff, but if the infrastructure, the coaching, the veteran leadership is still there, even with injuries, this is one of those signs, and it's not the first time we've seen this, but this has proven to be a classic case, Jeff, of a team, even as a, a five-seed and one that was a popular pick to get busted early, that could be a you know, just a thing we keep in our minds going forward, even though they've come out extremely flat. Well, Houston has down 9-2 here. Well, at well look, in. Houston was one of those odd ones where they were a popular upset pick to be upset by UAB in the first weekend, and they were also a popular pick by some sharper players to make a big run in this tournament. So uh, it's kind of those, one of those odd... Uh, what, what, one of those odd... Like all, uh, all or nothing type, yeah, type all of or nothing, uh, Yeah, all or nothing things. But uh, look, again... Uh, this is, uh, like I said, this has been a very, very good start for Villanova so far uh, with it uh, only, again, two points in seven minutes now for the Cougs. But what's funny, too, is, I mean, you look at the, the Villanova possessions. We had that graphic a moment ago, how they do slow the tempo. But, is I mean, that is kind of what your handicap in a, in a nutshell is saying. You're trusting Jay Wright to figure out an adjustment. And what we've seen early is, okay, He's not going to go to his normal strength, which is grind the clock down, be willing to play the shot clock deep. It's, you know, we actually have to have a little more ball movement. The few possessions so far where Nova's had an inside five in the shot clock, they've, they've not, totally they out, out of, out of uh, rhythm and no chance. So yeah. yep, yep. You, it's, you, been the, it's been the straight up play. And it also helps when Houston cannot hit the broad side of a barn, Jeff. Uh, look, two Villanova, points in seven minutes. Villanova's playing really good defense. There's really only been two good looks that Houston is clanged that they probably would have made the other night against Arizona. But look, if, if you're Villanova, again, you're, you're you're not even playing well offensively. You're, you're three of ten so far. So this has been a pretty good start. And again, if you had the under here, you're oh, a, 
You're, especially if you had the first half under, because you only have a foul on Houston and a foul on Villanova so far. The refs have done actually a very nice job staying out of this game so far. Zero points in five yeah. minutes now for Houston. Yeah, yeah. It's 9-2. First half total was 58 and a half. Finally, a wide-open dunk. dunk on a uh, back door. That first to 10, Jeff, it's been one of our favorite plays <laughs> all tournament. It's, it's just sort of that sweat time where that, that underdog team gets to nine, and then and now Villanova hasn't scored in three minutes. So it was about even money. It wasn't really a dog price. Villanova first to 15 plus 105. Here's the three for your first to 10. There you go. 12-4. So cash that ticket, Jeff. You didn't play it. But, no, I, I, I cash I, it if you made it. It's going to be pretty hard to find me on one of those first to 10s or first to 15s the rest of the way. In all honesty, you no, because you're, I, you're going away from I, the degeneracy. No, if I'm taking that, I want to take a, I want to take a big, bigger price. Would Villanova first to 15 here plus plus 110, 105. Okay, yeah, seems fair. Yeah, that sounds about right in the three point dog. But again, this has been very impressive for Villanova's defense. Again, even that bucket that was a really nice take uh, there by Shed. Tough shot. Yeah. Just a, just better offense there from Houston. 12-6 Villanova just starting here. The Madness. We also have another game to talk about. It's later. We'll begin some of our handicaps on that. Up next, here on Peace and Bet This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Convos, and Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's as we're back on Vison Vet Center. Start of a Fun action-packed show today, all centered around the two Elite Eight games going on today, including the one right now. We've got Villanova. We have Houston from San Antonio, Texas, back with Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson with you. And one for Caleb Daniels and Villanova. He goes to the line to make it 15-8, actually. No, uh, the bucket two, didn't the bucket didn't go. Didn't actually go. Off. When you're... When you're right behind your camera you, and you well, can't see the bench. Oh, not only that, you were, you, you were, you were busy. Uh, you were, I was getting into you, Wendy's. So. We were busy uh, redoing the, rent, oh, the Wendy's uh, read there, Ben. Trying to do the look one eye, <laughs> do the Wendy's read and the other. So two free throws instead. First is good. And Villanova about to be doubling up uh, Houston here. 16-8, halfway through our opening 20 minutes of play. Villanova right now, uh, Jeff, is as high as a four-and-a-half-point live okay. favorite. Your total, 123-and-a-half. getting to the point where I'm going to start considering trying to middle this thing. We're getting to that point. Not there yet, but it's pretty close. But... Look, Houston is really struggling with Villanova's defense so far. And, again, I, I'm a little surprised. And, and look, I, 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 he's not the end-all, be-all, but, but I'm a little bit surprised that Villanova didn't hasn't graded out better defensively in Ken Palm than they have at mm. this point. I'm kind of surprised they haven't gotten into the top 20 on the defensive side. But, look, again, if you're, ba- if you're backing Villanova like I am, I'm very pleased with this start. Would, would I like to see Villanova up more than six right now? Would you, how badly Houston shot to begin? Yeah, but this, this, could, this could be a close game. This could be a one-possession game in all likelihood when this uh, when this all uh, uh, push comes to shove here, Ben. Yeah, so far, eight has been the largest lead. Keep in mind, we talked about that prop. Largest lead by either team at uh, 12 and a half. And of course, is that the lowest of the tournament so far? I have to, I have to think it is. 
Like obviously, there's been some ones, but I'm like Arizona and Houston. I thought that was I thought that was twelve and a half. It might have been tied with that. I thought that was twelve and a half the other day. I think there have been multiple on these these pick'em type lines, especially with the lower tempo, lower lower defensive teams where it has been that. But this is our this is one of our bottom five lowest totals we've had the entire tournament, Jeff. So that that is also how you factor in when you're you're creating a spread like that. Like if it's North Carolina Duke, even if, even if that's a pick'em. Just based on the volatility, right? A a prop like that, largest lead by either team, is probably going to be larger, wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Just based on the the way we saw Duke, I mean, get down big early and then have a, a surge back in their game uh, the other night in the Texas Tech win. So that's certainly a possibility. Another miss here by uh, Villanova in the meantime by uh, by Jermaine Samuels. And yeah, Houston gets a bucket here. <laughs> they go almost six minutes without scoring and they would be uh, back to within yeah. three or four points here. So look, a long way to go. And that's why... The in-game becomes so fascinating is that right on Q Houston bricks a three. Yeah, short on still a three. down six. Well, look again, Ben, you're dealing with two really good coaches here. And again, as much as I like Jay Wright and as much as I like Kelvin Sampson, more likely than not, you're not going to see a coaching calamity in this game. Or or better way to phrase that is you're more than likely not going to see one of the guys outclass the other. And the one thing I'm waiting for Houston-wise is a really good take there by Samuels to get Carlton in the air and draw the foul. I'm just waiting for Houston to change the look of their offense. And this is kind of the concern of not having Mark and, and Sasser here. And it's finally showing up in and here in an elite eight, in an elite eight game. Houston may not just be able to change their offense, the way their offense looks on a dime without having, having those guys didn't really need to change anything in the, uh, in the first three games, their defense was so good against Arizona. Uh, they they could have gone seven minutes without scoring right. at one point in the second <laughs> half and it wouldn't have mattered. In that Arizona game, uh, Illinois, as soon as the Melendez tech happened, that game was over in the first round is just an overmatch, but look, I, I'm waiting for Houston to adjust a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Houston's defense have been totally fine in, in this game. Norm with a normal offensive effort. This is probably a tie game right now with eight minutes. Well, and a half. What's funny is yes. Given a normal offensive effort, probably about 18 all year. And you're probably seeing yeah. a total that's that's over our closing number, which would have been an opportunity to, to maybe go under, but because of the lack of shot making, no point in doing that where Houston is four of 13 from the field. Oh, of six from three Kyler Edwards shut out so far. Oh, of three from the field and oh, of two from three. We'll see if shed starts to get them going as he goes ISO and leaves one short, but you just get the sense, Jeff watching this right now. And we're a whistle away from our under eight media timeout. Another chance for those of you who do not want the continuous in-game betting, which we always speak against Correct. the, the in-game betting at the commercial breaks going to have another chance here to get in-game in a moment. And they have just looked almost sped up a little bit in what you talk about all the time is with these good coaches. The one thing that they, that usually plays out with this is they're able to settle their teams down a lot quicker and at least get them back on the right track. So far though, we've yet to see that out of Houston as uh, Nova comes up short on a three, still waiting on that first to 20, <laughs> by the way, Nova knocking on the door at uh, at 1810 here. And it's now two points in the last uh, 315 after a six minute scoring drought earlier. Uh, and a three goes halfway down and out. So it, it has had the feel so far, Jeff, of uh, just not being your night if you're Houston. But uh, we we do get a foul. What and do they call there? They call foul in Houston. I don't know. Huh? I thought Edwards got bumped on the shot attempt. I, I thought that actually could have been a foul on Villanova. But look again, Ben, and I'll keep saying this as as long as as long as this keeps playing out the way it's playing out at this at this moment, the co- coaching matters in this tournament, and it it is mattered significantly more in this tournament than I feel like it has even in past tournaments because right now 
Jay Wright's team looks better. It seems that Jay Wright may have prepared his team slightly better than Kelvin Sampson. That's part of the reason here that Villanova leads. Also, of course, shot making is important, and Houston has missed a few of their few open looks that they've had. And as we go through this Elite Eight, Ben, you actually have a pretty good crop of coaches, all things considered. It's not like, uh, again, like, let's say it was Purdue-UCLA. Of course, the two losers in Philadelphia last night. Corona's got a decided coaching advantage over Matt Painter. Like, we don't know, with Holloway and Hubert down Mm -hmm. there, we don't really know what Hubert Davis is still at this point. But we do know that Hubert Davis has taken a team that got blown out at home by Pittsburgh in the middle of February <laughs> yeah. to the Elite Eight. Again, we don't know if for people that that are just coming around in March, a lot of people don't even know who Shaheen Holloway is as a coach. They know him from the seeing the whole run in the early 2000s. But again, these coaches late in the game, Musselman, even Krzyzewski, who I think has done a very good job in this tournament, as good as a coaching job as he's done in years. Self, I know he gets get, get, every once in a while gets thrown under the bus, but Self is a great coach. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. And then Larinaga, who, all, whatever you count him out, he seems to make a run like this. Yeah. yeah, we have really good coaches left in this field. And right now, the best coach in the field is Jay Wright, and his team is up right now. Uh, and it, it has followed at least the path if you were going to back a team based on its coach of a team that was ready to go. What I found interesting is you were you were talking there, Jeff. The Now that we're at the commercial break, uh, Westgate in Nevada hung a three and a half here while we have as high as wow. five and a half in some spots. So you've got, there, there's a lot of wow. differentiators in the market right now. A South Point where our friends at the other, huh. other end of the, uh, we're just north of the strip here in downtown Las Vegas off Fremont Street, South Point, south side of town, hanging to Villanova minus four right now. You can still get five and a half at the circus. So some very interesting numbers and that to me with these high profile games, Jeff, that are standalone so late in a big tournament with huge handle like this, it does fascinate me. It fascinates me, Jeff, how bookmakers will take different approaches to the in game based on which you don't see this in a lot of other situations and, you know, just your day-to-day betting, but they are able to take a position based on their, you know, their preconceived notions and their thoughts on how the game is playing out. So fascinating that we would see, We've seen this so far in all the media timeouts, uh, point, point and a half, two point differentiators in the line on, on really, really respected books that look, their guys are, are taking a stand right now. So I find that uh, pretty interesting. I actually think Circus number is the most correct one. Five I, I think, I, I think five and a half is actually the right one. Was juice toward the, uh, the Houston. No, side, I mean, look, there's minus minus one twenty five, minus one thirty yeah. juice for a reason uh, on Houston. But I think five and a half is more right than three at this point. Three and a half, four even. I, and the foul was on Houston. Yeah. We just got confirmation of that as they as they went to break. So Houston with four fouls to Villanova, two. But the refs, for the most part, as has followed refs, the, refs the trend so this far. tournament, have, uh, have swallowed the whistles yeah. so far. Again, those um, are your updated numbers. Real quick before we hit a break, I think of this just watching Memf- uh, watching Houston and their AAC brethren in Memphis, but that was another big headline today. Uh, yeah. For those who did not see... Four level one and level two violations hit on Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers today, Jeff. So uh, for as much as that was a great turnaround in midseason for Penny and the Memphis Tigers, pushing Gonzaga to the brink, might be crashing down just as quickly there in uh, Memphis. Surprise, Larry Brown was not involved in the allegations. <laughs> what makes you say that? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> but... No, Only look, one person named, and it was... It was just Penny. Man. Just, yeah, just Penny. Yeah, just yeah. The, again... After watching Gonzaga go out to Arkansas, 
and we were on during Memphis and Gonzaga. If Penny Hardaway did any ounce of coaching, I really do think Memphis would have won that game. And instead, we have Arkansas playing Duke later tonight. We said you, we said last weekend you didn't get to take your timeouts into the offseason. Well, you don't get to take your timeouts into your next job. <laughs> we'll see if that ends up happening. Three for Villanova. Largest lead of the night at 21-10. We'll update you on the live. I'm going to talk about that Arkansas game. On the other side, right here on Decent Bet Center. is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Play free hoops for a share of 20 grand this March with the March Hoop Series presented by 5-Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups and for free-to-play contests and compete for your share of 5 grand. A contest, head to DraftKings.com slash 5-Hour Energy now to join the action. 5-Hour Energy, fire up your lineup. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're winding down, end of the first half already. It's amazing how fast these things go, Jeff. When you're sitting on air. We got Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson with you. Dan Miller behind the glass, our producer, the whole team here on a Saturday in downtown Las Vegas at VEASAN, tracking the first of our four Elite Eight games. Uh, Jeff, we have a 21-14 scoreline, final media timeout of the first half. Villanova on top of Houston is that closing three-point underdog. Really, Jeff, what we've seen so far, at least, uh, you, you go through the Sweet 16 round, now into the Elite Eight. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At least if you look at last night into, into today so far, I mean, think about the, you know, this, we're very early in this game, but if this result were to hold, we're basically the majority of the money and, and all the public sentiment here, Jeff, on Houston, where last night, a whole lot of, whole lot of people took the Peacocks and, uh, and on the money line. <laughs> And North and, Car- and uh, North Carolina. And North Carolina's a dog, and was and, a dog? and, My- and dog? Miami got steamed from getting one Four to three and a half, and all those things won last night. And Providence, of course, had to get Duke, one. Last- Duke was a huge public play yeah. the night before. Pro- Providence, of course, had to get one last cover as well last night. Everybody bet pre- seemingly bet Providence. Yeah. It, so well, this has been it has been uh, quite the quite the day, at least quite the couple of days for the public. That could certainly change. Though. I course. mentioned it's early, but. Uh, the- I'm sure the books are probably rooting for uh, for the Wildcats here. We'll, we'll speak with Vin, our guy Vinny Malulo in a little bit, but that uh, Jeff, it's an interesting thought coming into the weekend where the books were in a pretty good shape, and then uh, the last 24 hours, not their finest moment. Funny how that works. Though. Long tournaments. There's a reason these buildings are as big as they are, though, Ben. We never feel bad. <laughs> we like to point that that sort of stuff out. Uh, just a track here. What we're going to see down the stretch. First half numbers. 
58, your total. Houston minus one and a half, it looks like. Uh, that we are not going to get close. 36 points is what we have with 335 to go. Villanova at the free throw line. Uh, we So Villanova got up to an 11-point lead, Jeff. They had a pretty good look at the basket to go up 13, which would have blown that largest lead by either team prop over would have cashed at 12 and a half. Instead, we have not gotten there. Uh, Houston has at least stabilized a little bit, but still uh, at, at this point down by nine here, three minutes to go and uh, and more turnovers on the Houston side is we've had a lot of bewildered Kelvin Sampson look so far. That's really been the story of the night. Houston yet to make a three here. Look, look there, there are a lot of numbers where, again, this is, is a lot to do with coaching and just shows how good Jay Wright is because Houston has made hay in this tournament of destroying you on the offensive glass and really the whole year, destroying you on offensive rebounds and destroying you with live ball turnovers. Villanova has two turnovers. Both of them are not live ball turnovers. And even more amazing because this Villanova team is not particularly big, Ben. Villanova has allowed one Houston offensive rebound so far, which is sub 10% of their misses, which is Houston is the best offensive rebounding team in the country this year. They were over close, or excuse me, second, North Carolina was better. But second, at over 39% of their misses, they offensive rebound. There's your first live ball turnover, as I say this, on a good defensive play <laughs> by Houston. Course. But look, I, it, it has been very impressive so far from Villanova to keep Houston off the offensive glass for the most part. So, uh, look, again, for a team that is undersized, Wright has had them prepared here. Uh, but if, I will say, if you're Villanova, you, you feel a lot more comfortable about this if you stretch this out to 10 at halftime. Because Houston is going to take their, good, time, good their time, time out, out by 219 to go up 7, 23-16. Yes, everything you say is true. And of the, it's it's made for an interesting uh, look here now at the updated player prop numbers, whereas we we came in and these have been made more available as we've gone through the tournament, mostly still on, on your East Coast books, but a lot of books now offering these props, especially with uh, the standalone games where, I mean, look at uh, what we've seen out of Caleb Daniels off the bench, seven points for Villanova, Jeff. He's uh, been, been a huge addition into that backcourt. Again, we weren't sure... With Colin Gillespie coming in, playing slightly less than 100% was the prevailing thought. How how quickly and how deep would Jay Wright utilize his bench? If you believed in that and believed in the production out of Daniels, you're, you're looking pretty good right now. Nine and a half was his point prop already at seven. In the in the meantime, Jermaine Samuels also with seven early points. That was an 11 and a half on the, on the player prop as well. Meanwhile, Kyler Edwards at 14 and a half for Houston, who is now your favorite entering today to win most outstanding player for this tournament. If Houston is going to have a way back in this game, he's got to get going. I mean, say what you want about the defense turning into offense, but when your star player is 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, and has not scored a single point, Jeff, you're, you're not going to be going many places fast, and uh, Houston is finding that out right Here's now. Here's the one big thing, too, Ben, and we've already seen this happen as well. Villanova is 8 of 8 from the line. Villanova is the best free-throw shooting team in the country by a whole percentage point. If this game is close and it comes down to Villanova making free throws, Houston's in a whole world of hurt, if that's the case. And Nova, of course, so far perfect from the line. Again, I, 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 I know to some that are listening, this may feel like I'm overly gushing about Jay Wright. But look, this team is nowhere near as talented as the good teams he's had. This team's probably worse than the Reynolds team in 09. They made the Final Four as well. I, I, this would be a... Of his three final, this would be number four. Of his four final four teams, this is far and away the least talented team that he has had. And here they are leading by seven with two minutes to go in the first half. Again, a lot of game left. Houston could very easily come back and win this game. But I, I, 
Villanova has been clearly the better team in this game through the first 18, uh, 17 and change here. I mean, of the of the eight Elite Eight teams still left, they are pretty clearly like uh, middle, middle of the pack of, you know, of... Oh, free, least, I thought you were saying free throw. Oh, no, well, they're number one in the country in yeah. free throw. But of, I mean, just defensive efficiency, they, like, yeah, they've, they've, they've been pedestrian. They're I mean, you know, like they're, they've been a top 10 offensive team on, on the efficiency side all year. And my the thought, too, in this, again, you know, about, goes back to your the points you've made on Jay Wright, uh, is that think about it in their Big East... Uh, play and beyond eight and two in two possession or less games coming in. So you, you have to like the spot you're in. If you're on Villanova right now, the question is we've discussed here from the betting angle becomes at what point, if any, do you look to get an in game with Houston? And do you only do that? If you already have a, a Villanova position, I, because if, if you like, if like from my perspective here, Jeff watching this game with no pregame bet, I, I mean, we've, we've watched what 60 of these NCAA tournament games. We, 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 there's a certain rhythm and a, cadence to to these games that 98 percent of them follow there's no chance i'm betting houston in game right now there's no chance i don't know about that i look i'm still not there yet and of course you could if houston goes on a run here and this is all of a sudden like a two or three point game at halftime then you're going to be saying that you you missed your opportunity this is this is playing out just like the providence game last night where i mean providence literally could could not make us could not make anything for 25 minutes of that game sure they made a push and it was impressive a workmanlike cover in the end but it's a little bit different the fact that houston is uh, was laying the points in in this position and as a result because of the algorithm you're just not going to get a a juicy to me enough in-game price houston does finally yeah. nail a jumper to to get to the 18 point mark as we cross the two minute stretch here of the first half look again houston's playing great defense now too so that's again you can't count this team out because of the way they play defense and villanova we have seen in this tournament against Ohio State and Michigan and really the beginning against Delaware still two weeks a week later still upset that that was a first half loss on Delaware plus nine and a half but you'll move on we, now we'll move on we'll move on <laughs> at some point but but Ben it really is just we have seen Villanova go through droughts like Houston is going to get back like they're already back in this game they're only down five and a half where they have not been able to score so again, this is good. this is going to come down on a wire. And if you had the over on that margin, largest margin oh, prop, you had you, need, chance. you needed to get there with Villanova having the ball up uh, up eleven up earlier, 11, like wide open look in the paint that was missed. <laughs> Baby, that was your spot. Uh, Colin Gillespie back to the line though for Villanova in the front end of a one and one, and you're you're not going to expect any misses at at the line. Nine of nine now as he does uh, make the first. So again, first half under is going to get there. Villanova first half in all likelihood is going to get there as well. And uh, Villanova first to 15 cashes as well. Plus one Oh five. Remember the team totals here, Houston, 64 and a half Villanova, 62 and a half. That is going to be a, a big uphill climb for Houston only with the 18 points up so far. Yeah, I, have to, I, have to, I don't think we're going to get to that 12 and a half point threshold. This kind of feels like a game, Jeff, where at, like this will be played between about four and eight to nine points the rest of the way, where I just, I don't see Houston getting over the hump but their defense alone is going to keep them at least in striking distance. This is a very big possession in this game, and I don't want to overreact to a possession with a minute to go in the half, but again, if Villanova can get this to 10, this game is a very different feeling than if Houston were to get a stop here and then come down and score, and it ends up at five at the break. But this Villanova's is, made six field goals the whole first yeah, half. They get a, a Dixon, jump hook nice in the play. bucket. Uh, look, nine now. Look, look, again, this is a very a, a stop in a bucket here for Villanova at the end, and this is double digits. That is as impressive of a close to a half where Houston finally looked like they got something going. They finally started crashing the offensive glass at the level that you expected them to for two, three straight possessions. But look again, 
Ben, coaching matters. Coaching matters. And as much as I like Kelvin Sampson, Jay Wright's the best coach there is in college basketball at this point. And it's, it's been shown so far in this half where Villanova, despite not shooting the ball well, has a chance at a double-digit halftime. Pretty league. impressive start for Villanova. We'll have our second half line for you when we return. Houston just takes a timeout to set up a final play here as we roll into hour number two right here on VEASAN Bet Center. And we will as we get to our Duke, Arkansas handicapping. That's on the other side right here on VEASAN. Make your make your at bed 365. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 